0: going? I think we're going.
1: I think we're going. Are we going? I think we're going. Are we live?
0: Are you coming or are you going?
1: I'm trying to just be in the moment.
0: I'm always in the moment. I am the moment.
1: Oh, you are the moment? Powered by Riverside. friends? How's everyone doing?
0: Hello, everybody.
1: Alright, is this thing working? Do we figure out how to do this?
0: I mean, I don't know. The music never works, so that's a good start. I just bob along my head aimlessly for no reason.
1: That's true. That is kind of your move. I, I appreciate the effort, though.
0: I always give an A-plus effort. Sometimes. Most of the time. Call it like 80% of the time.
1: I don't know. It says you just to kind of started and it should work. I hmm.
0: guess we'll find out. If it doesn't work, then we'll figure something
1: out. <laughs> I don't know. Do you have like a iPad or something next to you? Can you go to our YouTube page and see if we're actually doing this?
0: Yeah, I do have a computer next to me aside from the other computer.
1: I knew you did. This is great content, by the way.
0: <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't think so I don't think it I don't think it's like live on our channel
1: in the menu at the left click stream well we tried we really did I don't I know try. how I
0: wonder part of me thinks that this is like not necessarily like a live live stream maybe or if it's just gonna like upload it automatically I don't know we'll have to figure out we'll fiddle around with
1: it some more we'll figure it. you know what by the last match of the season we we'll, we will be ready.
0: We will. There we go. That's that's a good that's a good goal. Last match of the season, we'll be ready. And you know what? Manchester City will be crowned champions.
1: Is is that what we're gonna go with? We, we, we think they're gonna be able to pull this off.
0: Uh, I don't know. They they have a pretty tough mountain to climb, being five points in oh wait four points in front of Arsenal with a game in hand. <laughs>
1: I know, right? It, who knows if they're gonna be able to pull this one off?
0: I, mean, I I don't know if they can. I I've I've seen City play before, and man, they just they just don't look great. <laughs> no, City look absolutely fantastic. Um, you know what? Let's just give our let's give our viewers or our pseudo live stream a, a little rundown, real quick, what we're gonna talk about. I'll go ahead and do it since you're doing your clickies. Go for it. Um, Cool. We're going to talk about Man City. Uh, We're going to talk about European spots, whether that's Champions League, Europa League, Conference League. And we might even tell you how many teams can potentially reach Europe from the Premier League, given a weird situation happens. Um, We're going to give you guys the pulse on our teams. So that would be Everton for Mateo and Manchester United for me. And then we are going to... Uh, basically have a funeral for Southampton as they are now the first team officially relegated from the Premier League for the 22-23 season. RIP. RIP. Um, They had a good run. They did. We don't need to do that now. I I don't want to get emotional right at the beginning. I don't need to cry right now.
1: I don't know how much crying I'm going to be doing. We all saw this coming. But...
0: I mean, yeah, when you pretty much sit in the like last place the entire season, it, it's probably inevitable.
1: Oh, we forgot something.
0: What did we forget?
1: Your background.
0: Uh, my, we the background is irrelevant.
1: I mean, those teams are irrelevant.
0: Oh, are they? Yeah, they're not irrelevant. Go you ahead. Very well. Know, you very well know the team above my right shoulder is not irrelevant as they are breathing down your neck actually you guys are just playing like leapfrog with each other aren't they point one point
1: oh i'm sorry are they are they second
0: oh i'm sorry should they
1: should they fire their manager
0: (laughs) (laughs) no i think they're fine i don't think they need to fire anyone uh friends and then get knocked out of every competition
1: (laughs) friends in case this video never actually makes it up onto youtube um the three jerseys behind Andrew today are Dortmund, Manchester United, and newly qualified for the Champions League final match Inter Milan. All yeah, white. So all white jerseys. Um I don't I don't like the Dortmund one. The yes, United one I feel like I've seen that from you before, but I don't remember who's on the back. Erickson. Erickson. And then Inter, do you have a name on the back of that one? Icardi. Ooh, okay. Okay. Well, would you get...
0: I got that the season he left.
1: (laughs) Would you get another Inter jersey if they win? I mean, I'd get another Inter jersey because I support Inter. Sometimes they got some really nice jerseys.
0: They do sometimes. I actually don't mind their blue and white stripe, or their blue and black striped one this year because it has like a cool, like, sneaky pattern to it. Ooh, true. But I, I hung all of these jerseys as teams that are currently fighting for something: Dortmund fighting for the title potentially, are United fighting for Champions League spot, which they shouldn't even have to be, and then Inter fighting for the Champions League final.
1: Not, not fighting for it anymore. <laughs>
0: Hey, you know what? Your league is not done. Oh, I guess, yeah, they're not fighting. Well, they're fighting for the Champions League final trophy, but also your league is not done, so you need to don't count your chickens, sir.
1: First off, I don't even think we have chickens. I'm like 99% sure of that. Um, I'm pretty sure we uh, did a mass don't. slaughter in the hen house.
0: Don't count your steins before they're drank.
1: I don't even know what that means.
0: I don't either, but every single time... Whoever wins the Bundesliga always gets like gigantic, like
1: boots full of beer. It's great.
0: It is pretty great. And I saw a video of Kimmich sharing beer with the fans. I think maybe the previous season, which I thought was
1: yeah, cool. it takes Das Boot to a whole nother level.
0: Those are like Das big boots.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like the size of a, of a child. It is. It's like a small baby. It's bigger than a baby.
0: I mean, I don't know. All right, you have two games left. Actually. Dortmund and Bayern have two games left. Anything can happen.
1: That's all I'm saying. The I know we got we got we a rough matchup this week, <laughs> but yeah, let's get back to our actual action.
0: Oh yeah, I forgot you guys do get like hosed with playing Leipzig.
1: <laughs> yeah. Anyways, all right. Let's talk about City real quick. Um, I don't, I don't know how much there is to talk about them at this point. They are a well-oiled machine. Get it, oil machine because of the oil money. They have enough quality on their team to support three different rosters on on any day actually. It's it's really incredible what you can do with a bit of cash in this league. The if City wins this again, my question to you, my good friend Andrew, is this league a one team league?
0: It's funny that you mentioned that because I had some information about like that as well. Well, as a as, host, this is what I do. I mean, that's our our thoughts should coincide regardless. Um, that's kind of that was an interesting thought because let's say if Arsenal would have won the title this year, that would have been three different title winners in 3 years. But now that City is near as makes no difference going to win the title this year. That is five titles for them in the last six years. And that does beg the question, is, it be, is the Premier League becoming a, a Bundesliga, a League One, a, a Serie A? Because, I mean, well, Juventus won it like nine years straight. But we're having teams that are starting to win it pretty much year after year, kind of just like those other leagues. I, what I what I what I noted down is that I do not think that it's going to be a one team league. I think that Arsenal have proven that someone can come in and shake up the title race. But it does seem to usually be City and one other team. City kind of ended up winning most of the time, but it's it hasn't necessarily just been like oh City's going to take it no matter what. Whereas in like Paris, you know who's going to win. In Germany, you pretty much know who's going to win, except for this year. Don't
1: you dare jinx us.
0: <laughs> I will absolutely jinx you.
1: Don't, you. don't you put that on me.
0: But I, I think that what we saw Arsenal do this year, coming from basically the dregs of kind of not great seasons previous to absolutely kind of blowing the league wide open for most of the season, um, is just gonna show us what is what will be what will come next year and that is a lot of I think teams hitting their stride new managers coming in. Obviously we have the transfer window to look forward to um, so I don't think it's gonna be a city domination next season.
1: I feel like we said that at the beginning of this season too and then let's just look at what happened. City I mean, stayed at number two the entire season and just let Arsenal, Fumble the bag.
0: I mean, true, but it wasn't like City was up in front and then just gained points on everyone. Like, it wasn't like previous seasons where they were like pretty defined lead.
1: You're right, like, and I'm look. I'm looking at the table right now. City have a game in hand, but they already have two more wins than Arsenal do. Arsenal have two more draws than City. Arsenal's really got to take yeah. care of business against. I'm going to say a lesser competition for them. They had a draw against Southampton back in October, which right now looks ridiculous that they weren't able to pull out that win. They also had a 1-0 loss to Everton back in February. These are all matches that Arsenal should have taken care of business and could have gotten, what is it, an extra four points? Yeah. And I think that comes with age and consistency over being able to be in the title race year after year. And Arteta will learn from this. His squad will learn from this. I think this summer they're going to add a lot of depth to their team. Apparently, allegedly, reports say there's an almost unlimited amount of money Arsenal is about to give Arteta for the squad. I was hearing numbers as high as $200 for summer transfers to try to get this squad to compete with city. Cause that's the only way to compete with city. You're going to have to have enough players that when you're playing in different European co- leagues, you can just sub guys out all the time and not drop in quality.
0: No, that's absolutely true. Um, yeah. I mean, it definitely is like a, an age and a, like a maturity thing. I feel like with this team, because they did so well, starting out, they had pretty much an unblemished record for most of the season and then took a couple hits in the latter half and then just absolutely fumbled, like you said, fumbled the bag when they had three draws and a loss in a row and then a a loss last week. Like, oof. And I think I I I can't remember if it was Arteta or one of the players that were quoted and just saying that, like, the nerves and, like, the anxiety of, like, being that close just – started to get to the players it's not something that they've had that they've had to deal with they haven't had to deal with a team like man city breathing down your neck um and the title being so close that you can pretty much taste it and then they just didn't they just didn't but you know what we're we're talking about c right now wait real quick
1: (laughs) sorry i got i gotta run back to arsenal real quick run it back I just realized Arsenal tied Southampton twice this year. Did they? Yes, in February, or sorry, in October they tied 1-1 when they played at Southampton. And literally just in April they tied 3-3. Oh, you're right. That's two out of a possible 6 points that they could have gotten.
0: I mean, I just this just goes to show you that any team at any given time can give any other team a run for their money. I mean, you, you Everton be Arsenal. Everton also be Brighton. 5 1. Five, 5 1. Like, at any time, a team can absolutely dismantle another team.
1: Absolutely agree. And,
0: Ars- and Arsenal and City were doing that pretty much all season. And I will say it, I don't necessarily think it was Man City doing incredibly well that won them the title. I think it was. I mean Arsenal definitely just absolutely fucked it, but City's City were patient, consistent. They didn't lose their minds at any point in this like season. They've been in pretty much four competitions since the beginning, are in two final, almost in two finals, and about to win the Premier League. Like holy crap!
1: Yeah, I think for City, looking through their schedule, there's only two matches looking back that they probably regret the results of they tied Everton 1-1 back in New Year's Eve they tied Everton and then they tied Nottingham Forest back in February but the rest of the season looking through it I don't think they have a regret in almost any other match I
0: mean they probably regret losing to Tottenham (laughs) 1-0
1: Probably, but at least Tottenham—they were in good form. Things were they flowing. Were in form. They were in form. <laughs> in a form. They
0: had. They had a form. Yeah, they had a form at one point. Yeah,
1: but again, gone. the consistency, the depth of the squad—I think this season has shown more than any other the importance of depth. Uh, taking it to the other Manchester team, real quick. Only
0: once. Oh, I thought you said they were taking it to the only other Manchester. No, team. but good
1: job getting defensive real quick. I love that passion you have. Looking at United, they look tired after playing more matches, more minutes than any other team in the Premier League, and they just look tired now. Any
0: any other team in Europe?
1: Exactly. I I'm can't wait to see how many signings they try to have this summer just for depth pieces.
0: I mean, knowing united they'll just sit on one person trying to get them for the entire summer then not get them and then panic sign like four people within like 24 hours that's kind of the it's kind of the way
1: probably i use the way did you hear we can keep this with city and i'll keep it with the topic of signing players did you hear gundawan might leave after this season dude
0: i have him noted down as someone who's been insane this season for them and him leaving is crazy
1: Where is he gonna go? He hasn't been linked with anyone, as far as I'm aware.
0: I mean, the only where are you gonna go? That's like better than this, better than this this current city team. I don't now that I think about it. the The only team that can even challenge city right now is Madrid. That's it.
1: He's thirty two.
0: I didn't realize he was so old.
1: Yeah, him and KDB. KDB is thirty one. Yeah, well K D B's got a lot left in him. The way but the way Gundawan and KDB play, they can play for many more years at, at a high level.
0: That is true. I mean they can be like Javi and Yesta it like those guys played until like their like later thirties. Exactly. I mean, that was that's literally one thing I have noted down is that like how well he has done for this team the latter half of the season. Watching him play has been like watching some of like the greats in their prime. His it goal
1: is... this past weekend?
0: What, the one where he flicked it backwards?
1: What was that? <laughs> it was like a <laughs> half bicycle kind of kick. He had no air on it, so it wasn't a full bicycle. Just No. And that's definitely something he's practiced before. Because you... he didn't think twice about it.
0: Instinct just takes over.
1: He, he's magical. We talk about De Bruyne a lot. I feel as if our podcast does not give Gundogan enough love. You probably will never give him love because of the team he plays for.
0: I mean, no, but the team he used to play for.
1: Yeah, he went to a champion. Gundogan's amazing. This team, I don't even know. Do they even need... If Gunda one stays hypothetically, does this team even need to make any signings over the summer? They're going to get Kinsalo back, and I'd, they're probably going to sell him off to someone else.
0: That's that was actually something I thought about because they have such they have such an elite team right now. Back to front, they have so much depth that it's they don't necessarily need to sign anyone. I think the only way they really do is if. Players leave.
1: But who's leaving?
0: I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Why would you why would you want to leave this team? Like what else is out there that you're like, oh yeah, I want to go do this?
1: There's like, literally there
0: a challenge is there a challenge in some other league that you think is gonna be better than this?
1: I don't know. I feel like we never hear about players leaving City or Pep squads in general.
0: I think honestly, the only high profile person that has left City In recent memory, is Cancelo going to Bayern on loan?
1: Yeah, and that's just loan. It wasn't a full...
0: And that's because he was being grumpy.
1: Yeah, he didn't like his lack of playing time. And then he went to Bayern and also had a lack of playing time.
0: Yeah, well, when you get to Bayern and your coach is a Nimrod. He
1: wasn't... The coach he got was not a Nimrod.
0: I know. What the coach he ended up with is...
1: Whoa! How dare you? He has greatly dare. increased. I do dare. The media exposure of this team.
0: Yeah, he greatly increased your points to only one point above Dortmund.
1: Yeah. Don't even get me started. I could do a whole side pod on that. Our future inside the grounds Bundesliga pod <laughs> will cover that.
0: It will. Um. But let, we we can say some we can say some final words about City. I think that players have stepped up at the squad. I think players have come into their own this year. I mean, they signed Grealish for over, uh, I think it was over 100 million. He's finally kind of living up to that price tag this season. He is
1: more than living up to that price tag right now.
0: They, You'd, you'd think that they signed Holland for 100 million and Grealish for 40-something. You'd think it was the other way around.
1: I can't but, believe how Holland just forced his way out of Dortmund for such a cheap price.
0: Such a G- Well, it's because his contract was coming up.
1: Yeah, and Dortmund and was so like, we'd, we'd rather like, give him up and get something out of it. Yeah.
0: And, I mean, look at what Holland's done. He's broken the single season goal record. There's still games to play. If he stays in the Premier League with City for a while.
1: He's going to be sure there at least four or five progress. years. I mean, maybe. Before you he goes off to said. Real Madrid.
0: Yeah, you never know what Madrid might do and. In- pay some astronomical release clause but maybe holland doesn't even want to go i mean maybe not maybe he likes to win trophies with pep and if ancelotti's not at real madrid like do you still want to go there
1: and the way you and i have discussed this off the pod one of my biggest pet peeves in our sport is all of these rumors about real madrid or barcelona or these big name clubs that are it's that the articles are stating Real Madrid interested in these three big star players. And it's like, of course they're interested. That doesn't mean they, they're they going to get all of them. That doesn't mean they're going to get any of them. Look what happened with Mbappe all summer.
0: Yeah, well, we know what that was about.
1: Mbappe just wanted more money. <laughs> this on his man own just club. wanted money. Yeah. And you know what? He got the bag at like, what, 24 years old?
0: Yeah, I think so.
1: And we haven't heard about him since.
0: <laughs> until the other day when I sent you that article. But of course it's going to be out right now because it's about to be transfer time.
1: It's about to be transfer time, uh, and there's a big name from Dortmund who people are shopping around.
0: I don't listen to that. They're all staying.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what they say. And until the bigger clubs gives them money. Until, they re- so. until the end of the season when Bayern wins the title and they want to leave Dortmund. <laughs> right.
0: I mean... It's funny that you bring up like the, the whole like PSG and Mbappe thing because there was an art, another article that came out like right after that one I sent you, and it basically said that he didn't go to Madrid because he had reservations about potentially playing with Holland.
1: What an egotistical because it, dude!
0: Because they were trying to sign them both around the same time.
1: PSG that combo would have been egother. so deadly.
0: Oh, I know, but it would have been interesting to see how they played together. Because doesn't because Holland kind of plays them like, pretty much just straight in the middle, and then Mbappe plays on the left wing. I think
1: I believe so. Yes, so
0: that would have just been very interesting to see how M- you implement both of those.
1: Mbappe would have had to learn how to cross the ball, yeah, and give you know, the ball I mean, to Holland. <laughs> yeah, because Holland is grumpy boy without the ball but sometimes here's you know sometimes you never know when these players you know like winning fixes everything so sometimes players I put mean, their egos aside everything. for winning
0: look at what ha- look at what is happening at psg they're still gonna win the title and yet messi's leaving neymar's leaving
1: okay the french league is the biggest joke of the top five leagues in the world i would rather watch the mls season than the french league
0: well the mls isn't a joke
1: I actually love the MLS. On our future Inside the Grounds MLS pod, we will discuss the MLS. Or honestly, maybe this summer we will because we're going to need something to do in the offseason.
0: I mean, we're going to have plenty of transfer rumors to talk about.
1: True. But
0: yeah, the MLS plays during the summer.
1: They do. And honestly, some of those stadiums have some great traditions. I don't know if you saw the TIFO from Austin FC.
0: I feel like you sent it to me.
1: Uh, I don't, I don't know if I sent this one.
0: But yeah, a lot of them do have cool traditions. Like people saw wood if you're Portland. Tifos.
1: Austin FC does the uh, Ole Ole chant, but they say All right, All right, because Matthew McConaughey is their owner.
0: Oh yeah, forgot
1: about that. That's actually kind of funny. Yeah, I love that one. There's some really good ones out there.
0: I mean, there's some good. There's also some really good players in the MLS, so it's definitely not like a. It's not a boring league, or not as boring as it used to be. Yeah, they definitely expect you talk to.
1: But do we have anything else to say about City? Is Holland I just going to just... break the record every year?
0: Probably. I mean, he's just going to keep breaking his own record. What, isn't The most goals scored in a league in a season. Is, isn't that like Lewandowski for Bundesliga last year? Um, something? Or something. Or it might be Messi in La Liga.
1: Messi and Ronaldo, their numbers don't make sense. <laughs> If you like go, no. if you go back to their stats in their primes, like I can't, I don't even think they were appreciated as much as they should have been, and that's saying something.
0: I mean, they're both kind of mm, as near as makes no. Oh yeah, well, that doesn't make sense. It says that Messi scored. Uh, a La Liga record 50 goals in one season.
1: Yeah, 50. Um, 50. William Dixie Dean from Everton scored 60 goals in 39 games. Champion. And that happened in 1927 slash 28 season.
0: Messi's on there. Messi's on like the top 10 twice.
1: Ronaldo had 48 goals in the 14 15 season. So I think.
0: I think Holland could do it because he had what, like a couple. I think he had a maybe a two or three game stretch where he was out injured.
1: Oh yeah, That's he two he's currently sitting goals, at potentially thirty six goals and thirty three so. appearances.
0: Yes, thirty six and thirty three, which, as we know, is already over the record that he beat. He already beat his own record, actually. I'm pretty sure. Because I think uh, he had some boots that had like the number on it, and then he crossed it out and wrote the new number because he's already
1: beaten it. But you only get credit for the one season, so at the end of the season, whatever his final number is, he's gonna have to beat that number next season.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I, like I said, they've mm -hmm. still got three games left, and they're not against like super difficult teams. So I have I will hazard a guess that he can potentially get up to forty.
1: Let's see. Brighton and Brentford are the only in season le- ones left, or Chelsea, Brighton, Chelsea, Brentford. So,
0: which I think they can easily win all three of those games. I'm very excited to see what happens today for Champions League with them.
1: Ooh, that's gonna be a good match. The one the Champions League match yesterday wasn't as exciting.
0: No, I, I was very underwhelmed by like. Milan's poor like performance throughout like both ties.
1: I would have thought Milan would have come out with a little more fire, a little more pressure, especially in the second half. Because you know, maybe in the first half they're like, "Let's not give up anything too early. Let's stick with our system." Yep. But like when that when that didn't work, and you're in the second half, you got to just go all out. Like at that point, who cares if Inter scores? You got to score. Yeah, yeah. Like you legitimately
0: have to score, or you are
1: done. Have you ever watched the tactical cam instead of the regular cam for the games? Every once in a while. Oh, I love the tactical cam.
0: It is. It's like, it's like very interesting. It's just, yeah, every once in a while I'll watch
1: it. Friends, for all of you who don't know, on the CBS Sports Network, which is who airs the Champions League, you can get it on Paramount Plus. We are not sponsored by Paramount. I just the only reason I have Paramount is because of Champions League. There's two cameras you can watch for each game. One of them is just your regular regular match, regular camera angle and everything. It's the main one. There is a second option where the camera is actually much higher in the stadium and you can see the entire pitch at all times and you can see the player movement and the formations. And I think it's fascinating watching it. The only thing that sucks is when there's like a foul call or something, you're like not as in the – as close to the player. So, you know, you can make your own judgment and yell at the referee. But I greatly enjoy it. All right, I think we're done with City. There's nothing left. We went off so many things about them. Let's talk about some European competition for next year because honestly that's what, what six different teams are fighting for right now in the Premier League. I just made up a number. It's probably like four or five.
0: I mean, I think six is pretty close because you've got I mean, obviously top four make it to Champions League, and then you have five, six, and seven who are going to be in European competitions. Um, you've got Brentford who are or Brighton who are two games down who can potentially make it into Europe. Like I mean, they're gonna make European competitions pretty much no matter what. But who could potentially knock on Champions League if they like pulled their?
1: Let's start fans with who's up, guaranteed. Really
0: went for it. Let's do that. All
1: right. So, friends, Arsenal and City are guaranteed to be in Champions League next year. United is guaranteed European competition next year because they only they care about Cup. They're currently qualified for the Europa Conference League. Am I correct, Andrew?
0: No. Manchester United are currently in fourth.
1: No no no, but it's guaranteed.
0: Oh yeah, I guarantee. You, um, I believe it's
1: Europa Conference League because they won the care about Cup.
0: Yeah, that is guaranteed because of the Cup. But I think because of how where the stands are, no matter what, they I think the lowest they're guaranteed is Europa League.
1: Okay. Because of standings right now. That's fair. So United Definitely They'll be, they'll be there. They'll be there. They'll be in Europe, Europe next year. Honestly, I don't know if they want Europa League after the schedule. That Thursday to Sunday turnaround every week is rough.
0: I mean, it's either Thursday or, I mean, I guess what? If Wednesday. You're in, if you're in Champions League, you either play Tuesday, Wednesday, from then you have like Friday's game. So either way, the turnaround sucks.
1: Turnaround sucks, but there's something about the Europa con- schedule where like all teams complain about it.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, they play more. I think they play more games overall.
1: Yeah. So you guys don't want to do that again. We, we saw what happened. You guys just get tired. You guys have got to do some extra sprints in the offseason. Oh, I'm sure we will. Um, I believe Newcastle is guaranteed European comp- competition next year just due to how many points they already have. They're guaranteed at least Europa, which, by the way, good for them.
0: For real, though. Way to put that good oil money to use.
1: Right. What? place did they get last year? Eleventh. They were in eleventh last year, and this year they're all the way up at third.
0: And they were in twelfth last of the year before, so they've done a they did a steady climb and then a leap.
1: Speaking of teams that have not fumbled the bag because they were never at the top, but teams that actually underperformed, it could actually we can make an argument for Newcastle. They have twelve ties this year.
0: They do. They definitely haven't. Like they had some good, like high-scoring games, but like twelve ties is a lot. I mean, mind you, that's good. Like good for them. Like no one could score on them, or if they did, they immediately bounced back. But like,
1: but let's talk about some of these, like these ties. The Wolves was a one-one draw. Crystal Palace, Bournemouth. Leeds, like these are Crystal Palace twice. Actually, these are all games Bournemouth twice, tying Bournemouth twice and lead twice. You need to do better on that.
0: I mean, they pretty much have tied every team in the league at this point,
1: <laughs> right? But like those, if just a couple of those were wins instead of draws. I mean, granted, this year they it wouldn't really matter because they need a lot more wins. But they still have 18 wins. Arsenal has 25. City has 29. So City with nine more wins is obviously going to make a difference. But looking forward in the next year, they might add depth over again. I'm going to keep just saying depth on this podcast over and over again because of the importance of it. Depth. You get those extra pieces your oil money is clearly working because you immediately spent a lot of money and got a lot of players and it worked yeah. and i think next year they'll be i don't know they're gonna have to get a huge piece in order to actually compete for the title a legit contender because you a lot of times these title races in the last month end up as a two-team race anyways yeah And they're going to have to, yeah,
0: that's pretty much how it's been.
1: I think they're going to have to get a huge name in the transfer window in order to actually compete for the title as opposed to just being top four every year and pull a Tottenham.
0: Hey, you know, if you're content with top four, then just keep doing that. I mean, I think, yeah, as we know, spots one and two are set. But yeah, Turkey part is going to be spots three and four. I mean, three teams right now are basically battling for it, Newcastle, Liverpool, and United. Uh, And honestly, I have no idea what's going to happen. I wish I could be confident in saying United was going to make Champions League. I was confident about that earlier in the season. But now, after Liverpool having this weird resurgence and Newcastle just kind of hovering around the top of the table, not so sure what's going to happen now. Um, I, I'm I think Newcastle is that,
1: pretty. I think Newcastle is sitting pretty. Yeah.
0: I still hope something like some miraculous thing happens where Brighton just absolutely gets like all the points from their last games and Liverpool like fumble and then Brighton just makes it.
1: Well, you know, that could happen tomorrow. Brighton and Newcastle play. Yeah. I mean, it's true. But looking at the yeah, schedule, I'm
0: sure most of the top four teams have to like play like one or the other of each other.
1: Yeah, looking at the schedule, Newcastle's, they're making Champions League. They have Brighton, Leicester, and Chelsea. I think that's game-set match. They're going to make it to Champions League. Brighton's a team that we had so much hope for, and they just have not pulled through whatsoever.
0: No, after their big defeat, they have kind of just not done well in their last few games.
1: I mean, looking back since... Just uh, let's just go to I mean,
0: I guess they did smash Arsenal after you guys wrecked them.
1: Yeah, I mean, if we're just gonna go back to March, they've won one, two, three, four. They've won six games out of a possible nine.
0: But that's pretty good considering
1: Brighton has never been a top. They (laughs) They they lost to Tottenham. Nottingham Forest and Everton. They definitely should have beaten Everton and Nottingham Forest. Also, don't, if you want to go back to February, they bus. also lost a full.
0: Don't throw your boys under the bus like that.
1: Okay. Everton no one should be anymore. losing 5-1 to one against Everton. Everton hasn't scored five goals in the entire month of March. Well, you know what? They just doubled
0: their tally. I don't even know
1: if Maybe. that's real. I just made that number up.
0: I mean, I don't know. But this is this is my thought. I, I think the top four will be obviously City Arsenal. I think if I think it will be Newcastle and Manchester United, those are going to Champions League. I think Liverpool will go to the Europa League. Uh, and then Brighton will go to the Conference League qualifying or whatever however the hell it works. And then whatever that seventh team is. Or no, we have five and six going Europa this year. Such a complicated thing.
1: The fact that the Premier League uses both Carabao Cup and the FA Cup to determine European place is a lot. Is stupid. Stupid.
0: Just just do like top five. Yeah. All I, good. and Or maybe top six. Top four Champions League, five Europa League, six Conference League. There you go. We've.
1: I solved, mean, you, you it. can make the FA Cup have some importance. You just yeah. don't even care about Cup. Yeah. Yeah,
0: the Carabao Cup is man, do like do do the pokal or and the other one in Germany, do those?
1: We have our equivalent of the FA Cup is the Pokal. Yeah. And that one does have an impact, but we don't have a second tournament that makes an impact. Okay.
0: Which yeah, so I guess if you were to use like the top um competition in your like respective league that I guess could like have like a, a like a spot like a Europa League spot, yeah. Which would be hilarious. Like, what would happen if like because the FA Cup isn't that like that's like England throughout, isn't it?
1: Yeah, that's the one that anyone can play. So what if
0: what if like a like a League Two team just happened to absolutely just smash all the way through to the final and win? Like, what the what would happen? Would they just get promoted to the Premier League.
1: I think they're just lucky they'll never have that issue. <laughs> like you guys win. You know who I'm r- r- really rooting for though in the championship. Who? Who's this? Whatever this town is that like the away oh, stands Lutentown? or, who's it?
0: Luton Town.
1: Yeah, Luton Town. That's the one. I couldn't think of it. And you start with an L. I don't want to butcher their names. Friends, if you don't know this, Luton Town, it. If they, they have a chance of making it to Premier League. And if they do, they have to spend $10 million to upgrade their facility to be a Premier League facility. Their standards – the standards of the Premier League are too high for this club. Their away section, in order to enter the stands, you have to walk through a neighborhood and people's houses essentially. Pretty cool. Like, I, I actually agree. love it. I love the idea like that you're really. sending the away fans – through a neighborhood between buildings i don't like the fact that the ultras are about to take hard advantage of that i'm hoping that the small a small town is not going to be like that but you can see where a fight's going to break out
0: oh yeah but i mean you would hope that people would have enough poise to like just ease off a little bit but you know how how fans can get
1: yeah and all it takes is one fan to all of a sudden have like lose his mind i mean look at espanol
0: yeah, that's true. I mean, I think Luton Town are one win away from pr- um, getting promoted to the Premier
1: League. Yeah, they're in the playoffs. They're
0: in. They're in. Yeah, they're in the playoff final.
1: Yeah, I I want this so badly. I love the quirk of walking through, like, lo- looks like a house
0: because the. I mean, they're <laughs> the stadium is just like literally planted in the middle of a neighborhood. It's like no, I like love place, it. Like, it's not like a crazy ground. It's not like. Going to the Etihad or going to Old Trafford, it's like literally if someone just like took a stadium and just plopped it, it like right in the middle of Upper Fells.
1: It it looks like a local club team kind of.
0: It looks like a the, Yeah, it looks like a park that has like some bleachers, but like yeah. obviously it's got a little bit more than just
1: bleachers. It reminds me like of premise. A couple, It was a few years ago where. For like the FA Cup, when like Tottenham goes down to one of the lower teams and they have to play, yeah. At and there was that one picture of, that was who like Gareth Bale that went viral for that one season he came back because someone got yeah. to watch the match from their balcony of their apartment.
0: Yeah, I remember that. I think that the dressing rooms were like, like a wasn't it wasn't it like a pub across the street or some shit like something. that?
1: something. It was awesome. I love it. you too um i don't think there's much left i think we pretty much agree on who's going to make it to european competition next year i think at this point liverpool has done enough to stay there i am actually excited to see how klopp handles europa as opposed to champions league because of that grueling schedule that we have discussed and uh liverpool is not exactly known for their depth there it is there's that word again they're very top heavy. Players healthy. Exactly. They need they need some new physios or something.
0: They need Brighton's physios.
1: <laughs> they don't need security. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I think it'll be very exciting. I am looking I am looking forward to that tactical deployment that Klopp's gonna have to do. They're definitely gonna have to make more signings. They're not gonna be able to stay healthy for that mm-hmm. season. They should be concerned from that standpoint. And also, we don't know who they're going to lose yet.
0: No, we don't. I mean, we don't know who they're going to lose, but it'll be interesting to see. I know they're losing Milner. Yeah, but he hardly plays.
1: He is the glue of that team.
0: He is literally not the glue. He is like like horse glue. (laughs) He is a wet piece of toilet paper.
1: He is gorilla glue.
0: He is not.
1: Toil- yeah, absolutely like, Have you seen his Twitter like account, the fake James Milner yeah, the, the, Twitter account? I love yeah, it. Yeah, I think it's funny. Just says the most obvious, boring things. Cool. Well, let's let's get to maybe something that's a bit less fun for us. Let's I talk
0: think about a bit less fun.
1: Let's talk about our teams.
0: Yeah, let's, let's do that. Let's talk about our teams.
1: <laughs> Andrew, we're gonna start with you. Um, I'm gonna ask you some questions, okay? And you're just gonna respond, and then we can go vice versa, right? So. Uh, How do you feel that your season has gone? Been fine. Would you, if before the season started, I told you, you will go to Champions League, you'll be fourth, but you'll go to Champions League. Would you have accepted that statement and been happy with it?
0: Was the first after watching the first two games of the season? No, no, no! Before
1: the season, if just before the so season, before the season, I told you, oh you, yeah, you are absolutely At least
0: fourth place, hundred percent.
1: Okay, so if you finish fourth, it's a good season, coach. If you finish fourth, it's a good season.
0: I mean, it's a fine season. It's a good season for you all. It's fine.
1: <laughs> after the chaos you all endured, feel,
0: it doesn't feel good.
1: No, but this is a great reminder of how the narrative throughout the season can change a fan's perception of how the team's doing.
0: I mean, you're not wrong. I, Look at Arsenal. I mean, just yeah. I mean, that's that's a that's a good point though. Like, who has who's had a better season now? Arsenal giving getting no trophies and getting second, or United having at least one trophy and getting fourth. Like, they both make champions. United. I know, yeah. but we're, we're just looking at the overall season. Everyone's going to say United had a better season. Exactly. doesn't matter how many points Arsenal got. It's the fact that they absolutely took the lead and just handed it to City.
1: Right. I would still say Arsenal had the better season. But the better year was probably United because they weren't close to the top of the title race. And they came out with a trophy, even though it's a useless trophy.
0: Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it is it is useless, but it's still it is still silverware so to add to the cabinet, which is fine. I mean, like I said, things and things got bad for, with United since the, that weird Liverpool game, and then they got expelled from the Europa League by just absolutely moronic players just being dumb. Which here's something the something hilarious. So David De Gea has been like dragged through the mud this season because he's made just mistakes that you should not be making at all ever mm-hmm. as a professional, but he still has won the Golden Glove.
1: He still has the most clean sheets of any team, of any goalkeeper. Yeah, because he either makes a really dumb error that costs your team a match or they're not scoring on him. He is also a J- – he should be on Tottenham. He,
0: he I'm fine if he wants to go to Tottenham. I think we need to sign a, a younger, better – Keeper, especially when he can play with their feet.
1: Hey, remember when you guys were in twentieth position?
0: Yeah, the second day. That was great.
1: That was hilarious. (laughs) And
0: now look where we are.
1: Fourth. (laughs) I mean, you've definitely had an up and down season.
0: Oh, it's been up and down. I mean, I know that. Like, I know you should be happy about like getting a trophy, potentially making it in a Champions League. But there's just been so much shit that's happened. Like getting. What we got booted out of Europa League, which we shouldn't have had happen. We are we are in fourth, which is like pretty good. I, I'm pretty sure that Ten Hag's mission was to get Champions League when he, like when he first started this season. I mean, we're still in for the FA Cup final, which I
1: oh my god! If you win that, that, your season's I'm immediately sure I'm a, a success. I
0: have no idea how we're gonna pull that off
1: uh, because City uh, will be tired.
0: Yeah, but we've said we'd we think that City would be tired at any point this year, but they haven't been.
1: That's because they have so many guys. I
0: know. I mean, but what you could say about I, like you know, because I mean, there was a point, there was a very small point in the Premier League table at one point where it was legitimately like Arsenal, City, and United were all within like a single point of each other, and like people were whispering about like, oh, are United going to like contend for the title this year, are they going to actually step up and do something? And I I had never thought that they would, but what I think has like caused any of that to like dissipate, especially having like the poor run of form that happened within Europe, is that like I my mean, we have had the most like games in a season of any team. Players are tired. We don't have depth. So as soon as someone gets injured, you then have to make a pseudo backline. Mm-hmm. with players who are not cut out to play at a high level, in my opinion. Um, and then one of the things I think that's just looming over the club and is causing just a lot of chaos everywhere is the sale of the, of the team.
1: I think that's really affected the players and the coaching staff more than they're willing to admit because it does suck when you don't have management support. You have You're getting questions about it even though you have no say in it, uh, mm-hmm. the Eric Ten Hag has no idea how much money he's about to have in the transfer window, so he can't even prepare for next season at all because coaches do that. They're focused on the current season. However, they still make notes of what they want to do with transfers and things of that nature. He, unfortunately, does not have that privilege right now because he does not know how much money he's about to get. Arsenal, as I said earlier, are rumored to have approved up to $200 million for transfers. Yeah.
0: And and that's, that's something that's like very much hurting. Um, And so I'm going to go on a small rant about the sale thing right now. Just go for it. I'm I'm going to
1: just sit back, (laughs) sit back,
0: relax. And yeah, I mean, United definitely need to like sell this club now. I mean, they should have the glaciers and the, the rain group who are like handling this are just a bunch of leeches. Who are just trying to push as much money uh, out of the sale as they possibly can? That's why they keep, say like keep like doing bid rounds. and that's apparently there's been a lot of information going out that a lot of leaked information is only the rain group doing it purposely to again, eke out more money and to like cause panic amongst like people who are potentially bidding for the club. They're just those, the Glaciers need to leave. I know that there's like basically two front runners right now for the sale. It's Sir Jim Ratcliffe, who is the like owner of Ineos, which is like a chemical company in, in the UK. They also own a French team and a cycling team. But he is part of the the group that is like the apparently the preferred bid for the Glaziers because the Glaziers will stay on as minority shareholders, which is... That's counter to what Ratcliffe was saying initially. Was that he was going to buy the whole club, but now he wants to leave them within, which just it doesn't it doesn't help the team. We're, we'd still be in debt. They'd still be involved. It, it it just doesn't give. I guess the team the support like the the fan base the the team back basically. But if the there's the other bid from Qatar, Sheikh, uh, Jassim maybe said that right maybe didn't but his proposal is for a hundred percent of the club debt-free pays it all. Um, it also in, along with like the sale, that's hundred percent of the club, it also includes like a fund for the like redevelopment of old Trafford, which people have, people know that's been kind of a long time coming. Um, it also, I know that this was said at one point, he wants to actively put money into the men's squad, the women's squad, youth development, the facilities for training and it, and especially to bring in new players. This guy wants to actually help this team like improve, um, which is funny because the glaciers don't put any money to into the teams. They just take money out. So I, I mean, Ronaldo had his complaining, complain interview with Piers Morgan, where he talked about the facilities not being updated. Like that's, that's true because they haven't been, the glaciers don't care. Um, so I think they just need to sell. I, I mean, honestly, I would prefer the sale to uh, the Guattari outfit because of it being debt-free. The Glaciers are gone. Money's actually put into the development of many facets of United, not just like the men's team. But here's something funny. So the, the women's FA Cup final was over the weekend, which was between Manchester United and Chelsea, which Chelsea ended up winning. But one of the Glaciers showed up to that game the guy who's never put like a dime into the women's team showed up and watched. And then there were multiple videos that plopped up after of people like asking him questions, like not even necessarily about just the sale, but just randomly different questions. He wouldn't answer anyone. He literally just walked through all the reporters and like, he looked like he was just like shameful and like avoidant of all the people. You could just like see it. He was like, Hmm. It was not. I was just like, "Go away, go home, go dig a hole,
1: jump in." Do you need a hug?
0: <laughs>
1: no. Okay. Your team, your ownership is in shambles. Your team is not, which is different than last year, where your team was in shambles and the ownership was in shambles.
0: You know, ownership's been in shambles for exactly, years, but this has been the year that it's really been pushed to get them out.
1: This has been the big year. Yeah, your ownership—the fact that they haven't put anything into this club, they just keep taking out loans to pay for things—is absolutely ridiculous. They just—they really just want the money. I really hope they don't stay as minority owners. I know they do. There's been rumor jokes that each one of each member of the family wants a billion dollars, not just the sale of the overall club. I really hope the best for you all because it really sucks when ownership doesn't really support the club, and I feel that as an Everton fan. There was a stretch of time where Moshiri, our majority owner, didn't attend 12 straight matches for our club. One of them, allegedly, the board didn't show up because of safety concerns. Allegedly. Apparently a fan, one of the people on the board stated that a fan actually had her in a headlock. And then that got disproven because... The reports just didn't make any sense. <laughs> so, that would be wild. I can't say for sure whether or not it happened, but it seems interesting that a fan somehow got close enough to a high board member with, who always has security around them to put them in a headlock. Yeah, that's kind of really crazy. But, anyways, we also don't like our ownership. They suck. We've been hoping, we've been protesting all, for a good chunk of the season to get new ownership. Because the fact that Art hasn't showed up, didn't show up. There was a period from this October to at least February where they did not attend the match, from end of October to at least mid February. That was the last time I could find anything on this. That's ridiculous. Ownership should not be taking that much time off from the club for real to attend matches. And you're invested.
0: In it. You're invested. Go watch.
1: And don't tell me this is a safety issue. You're telling me you don't have your own secret way to get into the facility. You're telling me you don't have your own private elevators within within the grounds. You're telling me there's not your own private entrance that you're taking, multiple cars with drivers. Come on now. I
0: don't know.
1: Also, our club is – How are you feeling
0: about your team avoiding relegation?
1: The only thing that's giving me hope – is that it looks like Leicester's not going to get any points out of their remaining matches because uh, they have to play Newcastle and West Ham, and Leeds is probably not going to get any more points out of their matches because they are playing uh, West Ham and Tottenham. Yeah, I mean,
0: I, was, I, I had a note down because I was looking over like the glass games
1: um, that you
0: guys have to play, and I still firmly think that you can get...
1: We could take Bournemouth at home in the last match. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah, you definitely could. I think there's what you guys. would play, play Wolves the next one. I think you can. I think you can beat Wolves and you can beat Bournemouth. I think you yeah. can beat both of them.
1: Yeah, but there's something about playing at Goodison, as we know.
0: Honestly, if you can just win one of the last two, I think you're guaranteed.
1: Honestly, I with think if we draw like, the last two, we're guaranteed. I mean, because that puts us at I'd 34, and Leicester. Yeah, would have to win their last two to get above that.
0: Yeah, but then you have Leeds, who potentially could win one and be at thirty-four.
1: The Leeds has got a. Well, Leeds has the most interesting of the of those three teams as far as schedule goes, because Tottenham you just have no idea who's going to be there, who's actually going to show up in the last match of the season, and then West Ham is just kind of like there. They can do well, they can not do well. Yeah, so, but we just need one win.
0: I think you can get one win. I think you can get out of Wolves or Bournemouth. I think you can easily get one win.
1: Yeah. All right, let's get to the final part of our show so we can wrap this up. Um, This is the part where, if we had sad music, we would play it. Uh, Again, (laughs) friends. Sad music. Friends, if anyone knows how to do these, wants to be a producer, wants to learn how to be a producer, we'll take someone with no experience.
0: we could really use you you are just youtube in a dream that's fine with us
1: that's fine with us you can get your start with us we're cool with it r.i.p southampton
0: r.i.p southampton they are the first team that has officially been relegated from the premier league this season they They, going back down to the championship
1: they had an 11-year run and
0: the first time and when they entered the season in 2012-2013 funnily enough that was the last time manchester united won the league and i will say this their first like five to six seasons they fin- they were finishing like top half
1: well not the first the season table. no but like they they finished 14th their first season and then they got 8th 7th 6th 8th true but uh, i mean
0: they've they've got some quality players on the team that could definitely go to the premier league teams.
1: Oh, they're gonna have a fire sale
0: shea adams armstrong both armstrongs actually walker Pierce, um and then the, james the james award browse
1: who might be who the biggest second,
0: oh absolutely and he has the second most premier league goals from free kicks in the epl
1: behind our boy only david beckham Yes. And also
0: Pep Pep has quoted in saying that he is one of the best free kick takers in the world.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Has. Like if he, if he's stepping up in a good spot, it's probably going to go in.
1: Even when he misses, it's a barely miss. Yeah.
0: And we've seen some professionals that we know can usually do it and they will sky some every
1: once in a while. Yeah. he If he ever misses, it's a barely miss. The... I like to call it the lost art of the free kick. I feel like we're not in a current generation of great free kick takers. We still have Messi. Like I said, we don't have a, a great group of them. <laughs> like we used you know, you to. You
0: just need more than one to make a group, right? So just James Ward, Prowse, and Messi. <laughs>
1: For something like this, I would say at least four. That you're like, if they step up, there's a good chance it goes in. Without having to do some kind of gimmick. Yeah, true. Like, Trent Alexander Arnold had a great free kick. That is true. That thing was sweet. Yeah. And, um, friends, if you haven't seen it, Mosala and our boy Trent lined up for it. Mosala ran over the ball, which happens a lot. Sometimes was the first guy will just fake it. But instead of faking everything, Mosala actually used his foot to roll the ball back, giving. Trent Alexander-Arnold a better angle at the goal and he just put it away it was actually beautiful I, I have to give a lot of respect for that that play very simple but James Ward prowse would not need that he would just put it in the back and that's not a shot at Trent Alexander-Arnold for once
0: yeah right I mean it's sad to see sad to see Southampton go because they, they like I said after like it, within those first like within the first like half of their cumulative time in the Premier League, they were finishing quite well. And then they just kind of had a steady decline that culminated in this relegation.
1: I don't know if it was a, a – I mean, an overall time, yes. This season, not exactly. They – I was actually listening to a few other things about – a few other pods about them. At one point, they had the best academy in the world – People. They
0: produced like, some of the best players.
1: They were producing players. They Everyone wanted a piece of them because of the players that were coming through the academy. I think they need to get back to these ways. They need to rebuild that academy. This is also a message to the Brightons of the world where this is what can happen if you don't take, take it to the next level to compete mm-hmm. for Champions League or Europa every single year at some, eventually your players will get picked apart, taken to other clubs. You could still have a good Academy, but if they're not staying with your team for long enough to actually make a difference and for consistency. So Brighton should really actually be a little weary of this and take some notes to prevent this from happening for themselves. But Southampton will miss you. Good luck next year. We hope to see you soon.
0: I I have, I have an ode, if you would like me to read it. Absolutely. <laughs> this is a late night writing. <clears throat> this is where I wish fanfare could be playing in the background. Uh, it goes like this. Oh, Southampton, you've given us some good times. You've given us some bad times. You've shown us what fight is. You've squared up against the best and won. You've been unsettling and gritty, explosive and maddening. Your fans love you and will forever remember the Saints' time in the Premier League. You've been with us for 11 years, and there will never be another like you. Southampton, we love you. Southampton, we'll see you again.
1: And friends, we will see you again. Thank you for being here again. Rate, subscribe, listen to us, share us with all your friends. Until next week, friends.
0: See you later.